Hello, I'm Colette Warren and you're in tune to The Mic Diaries, which is a podcast where I interview the leading vocalists and MCs in drum and bass. In today's episode, I'm joined by MC Focus, who has been MCing for 20 years and collabed with many different producers. He's now joined forces with Medic MC to become X-Bar Theory, but more about that later. And he's also a life coach now as well, so lots to discuss. So, let's do this. MC Focus coming up on the Mike Diaries. Yes, yes. So I'm in the studio, in the flesh, with MC Focus. How you doing? Come on, Cadet. I'm really good, yeah. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm so glad that I could actually get you in here because it's really hard to do these podcasts with people in person. It's obviously, you know, you can do it remote, but it's so much better being together vibes in. So yeah, thanks for coming down. No, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I think it's important for people to uh, to be aware that we are indeed in the flesh. Yes. We're here together on He's wearing a, a purple Carhartt jumper. Yeah, or yeah. Carhartt, as some people say. <laughs> I never know which is the right one. And yeah, it's been a long time coming, right? Yeah, we've been talking about it for ages. And well, we've also just done a track. Well, Justin, we did a track together. Was it about a year ago now? Pass. Actually. Timelines are not my know. thing. That will become apparent as we start speaking. Yeah. So and within that's the been last 12 about months. For years as well. But yeah, so we've done a track together. It's out tomorrow. And it's called um, Set Me Free, which is produced by Phil. But we'll talk about that a bit later. <laughs> so how are you? I am amazing. I'm good. I'm really good, thank you. Looking Life is well, good. you're looking bright. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, you've got brightness it. in your eyes. Good. And I've got my purple jumper on, and that's the colour of the, the third eye chakra, right? It is. I'll check you out. I'm <laughs> just looking at the uh, the chakra poster up on the wall. But oh, yeah, I love all that kind of stuff. So purple, yeah. purple is my jam, definitely. So you're all about the third. So yeah, if purple's your jam, that means you're really in tune with your third eye. Okay. Yes, there you go. <laughs> so you're, you're very intuitive, right? Yeah, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think yeah, so. I think you're, yeah, I think you're intuitive. So there you go. Well, I'm wearing green, which is the heart chakra. So that means I'm all about love, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Like the green is the Don't heart chakra. Don't you think chakra. like, most people would think it would be pink. Well, yeah, because I suppose like the world we live in, like you think of like Valentine's Day yeah, and hearts, heart. it's always red, but really isn't it? Or it's not. pink, but you know what I mean? that's obviously just like a made up thing by Clinton cards or I something. I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about real Eastern philosophy exactly. here. Exactly. You know I mean? Because really, like, and your heart is like some weird deep red colour, anyway, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the blood rushing around it. But uh, yeah, so it's good to see you. So we're going to kick things off. With, I know that you're a Mike Diaries fan, right? I am. A, I reckon I'm the biggest Mike Diaries oh. fan, actually. I've, no, <laughs> I've never missed an episode. Really? And um, yeah, man, I used to go, there was periods where I'd, I'd always listen to the Mike Diaries when I go on a walk. Yes. So I go for a nice long walk, get the Mike Diaries on. And I've learned a lot oh, about a lot of the artists you've had on, you know. Yeah. 99% of them, I've known. There's been a couple you've had on. Please don't ask me the names because my memory is, is yeah. rubbish. But there's a few where I wasn't overly familiar with them at all. Yeah. But most of your guests, um, I obviously know in some capacity, some of them personally, yeah. but most of them professionally, I know their music. But the great thing about any podcast, right, is that you get to learn more about the people. Yeah. So I've learned a lot about um, lots of different artists in the scene and you've had a nice... 360 degree radius of different vocalists yeah, and MCs. So, yeah. so yeah, man, I'm a big fan. Great. Well, even and I'm better. on the Mike Diaries, people. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> even better that you're on then. So yeah, as you know, we do a little icebreaker question, and it's usually got something to do with food because I just think you know everyone loves food, right? I love I food. Love it, so. I love food. I know you love food, and I love food. So this is perfect. So this is I haven't asked this one yet. So. You're going to a dinner party and you're going to have three guests, anyone. So they're going to be one dead, one alive and one fictional. Who are they going to be? Three. Oh, I've got to think of three. Do you know when I get put on the spot, like my no, mind um, starts to go run wild. Okay. Uh, right. Bear with me here. So the alive person the is going to be Russell Brand. Okay. Okay. Big Russell Brand That'll fan. That would be hilarious. Big, big up RB. Uh, the person that's no longer with us. Stevie Hyper D. Come on. It's got to be Stevie Hyper. How amazing would it be to sit around the table and and just talk to him and learn about his life and um, the man behind the music, right? So that's that. And what's the. A fictional character. Fictional? Yeah. 
Oh, man. Um, my mind's gone blank. Fictional character. Um, I'm struggling. I'm str- Can you let me off the third one? No. no. Are you like, a, a, any superhero fans? Or, or even someone from like a superhero? Okay, no, just because we've been watching this at home with, with my son, uh, like he's into the X-Men and all that Avengers yeah, stuff. So I will say... Yeah. I would say Thor. Okay, nice. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 There you go. And what are you going to have at this dinner? What are you going to eat? Start a main dessert, drink. Okay. Look, I'm not going to lie, right? I, th- I did possibly kind of preempt a food question. Hey. And and again, like from the from the last episode you did with Tempsai, you were talking a little bit about it doesn't necessarily have to be conventional starter doesn't have to be like what you think would be on a starter's menu you so you know and i'm going to ignore the fact that i think russell well i know russell brand is vegan but i'm not going to worry oh, too much that. about that so he has what you're choosing yeah 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 but having said that i i don't eat meat but Are nonetheless well I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really anything in particular i just kind of haven't <laughs> eaten meat for a year okay, i well, eat fish but oh, whatever okay. do you know what i mean pes- some months i think i'm gonna lay off the dairy other months i think I'm not really bothered. If I yeah. want to eat meat, I will. But when yeah. I kind of think I about it, mean. it maybe sometimes still grosses me out a little bit. But anyway, um, right, the starter, I'm kind of pretending here that I haven't already thought about this. So I just like, yeah, mm, yeah. Ch- let me stroke my chin a minute. Uh, the starter, okay, how about a monkfish Thai red <gasps> curry? Oh, for a starter? Yeah, but out. we're not talking about, you know, I do eat with my eyes as much as anything else. So, um, a small, like, let's just say a small portion. Yeah. All right. Like, like a, a starter little, portion, but with some sticky yeah. rice. Oh, yeah. Some jasmine rice. Yeah, I love yeah. Thai. Um, so that's the that's the starter. I and like then, that. yeah, main course, we're going Caribbean, definitely. Oh, yes. So, I, I had know, Caribbean. There's some good Caribbean. Did you? Yeah. Uh, see, where, I'm, where I live, there's it doesn't really cater for the Caribbean, particularly. I know Bristol is like, it's yeah. bang, isn't it? So, yeah, Caribbean, um, Aki and Saltfish. Oh. Yeah, um, festivals, yes. dumplings, oh, plantain. Um, plantain. Yeah, mm. maybe rice again. I love rice. Do you know, what I'm, if okay, I could only eat one from. food forevermore, probably would be rice. Really? So maybe that's rice so and peas. Even though I've just had rice to begin with, so that's. What is it about rice that you love? It's. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I mean, man. I love it's just versatile, too, isn't it? It's interesting that you said that if you had one food to choose to eat for the rest of it would be rice I yeah. mean is it like egg fried rice I just oh, I like I like boiled rice I like basmati I like long grain but I like brown rice I like it yeah. fried I like rice it rice pudding but do you, mate do you know what is it's so funny you say that no 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 because <laughs> you know, the mad thing is there's very few foods that I would say I hate that would make me gag rice pudding is on the list so how yeah, weird is that that is risotto strange. and rice pudding but you love nah, rice so I'm much. I'm not feeling them at all. But I love rice. So that's weird, right? But that is weird. I'm not into that milky, creamy yeah. rice. Give me an egg yeah. fried. Give me... Oh, um, I love egg fried rice. You know, anything rice related, basically. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah. allow I, the I rice make pudding. good egg fried rice, actually. Yeah. But yeah, it took me a while to really just even be able to make rice. Because yeah. it is difficult. You've like, got to cook you know, the rice like, oh, first, yeah. right? For the best fried rice, you've got to have it. Oh, God, cook yeah. it the day before. 100%. And real. it's got to be like a bit leftover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The food diaries with Colette Warren. Yeah, I mean, I might just start doing that instead. Fuck music. Let's just talk about food. <laughs> right, okay. Um, so, yeah, so got you've to? got pudding. your Caribbean. So, yeah, pudding. Pudding, yeah. Pudding, man. Dessert. Um, I did kind of deliberate a little bit about this in my head as I was driving down. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to go for pralines and cream haagen Oh, wow. Yeah. Which, you know, God's honest truth, right? I only eat this on Christmas Day. Really? I have it once a year. Aww. Don't ask me why I'm a bit of a weird you're person when it comes to food though, but it? you know what I mean so you've like and it makes you really look forward to it and it gives like, yeah. something special on Christmas like, oh yeah I've got my pralines and, like, the whole and cream haagen <laughs> yeah but yeah but what I would do is I'd have pralines and cream haagen but I'd have like some bits of cookie dough just as like a little side oh, yeah yeah, no, so I there like you go. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's, that's a good dessert. That's me. And I understand you're not a drinker anymore, right? Well, yeah, again, like I say with the meat, I, I try not to prescribe to any identity. So mm. I haven't that sounds had like a, a lyric right there. Yeah, maybe. Like, let's, I let's, try not can to I write that down? To any identity. You, you, you make a mental <laughs> note of that. Um, I haven't had a drink this year. But Brilliant, well done. Have I? I haven't had a drink since Friday. <laughs> <laughs> What's that in your mug? Oh, is oh that... matcha. Oh, right, okay. Oh, yeah, that's a bit of brandy. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, no, it is matcha. Yeah, man. So I don't 
don't know. Like w- the way I think of it is this, right? I might have a drink tomorrow. Yeah. But you know, almost you know, eleven x amount of day, eleven months and whatever into the year. Yeah. I'd give myself the option. I suppose that's what yeah. I'm getting at. Because yeah, anytime yeah, yeah. you sort of say, you know, what it's like, oh, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. What's the main thing you think about? That. So yeah, yeah. like we're almost through to. I'm I'm not going to drink this year. I've decided yeah. just just because no, well what what I don't want to happen is like you get an identity formed in. Oh, I'm not a drinker and I'm 300 days I haven't had a drink like yeah, I wasn't the big drinker anyway Facebook. like all that so I don't prescribe to all of that but I think it'd just be cool to say I'm not, 2022 I didn't have a drink and I'm quite up for it like Christmas day alcohol free New Year's With Eve alcohol free cream, yeah you know? man exactly yeah 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 <laughs> so anyway so um but yeah were you going to ask me then what I would have to drink yeah so yeah you'd have to drink a cup of tea so yeah you know, for me milkshake oh <laughs> no, because I've had ice cream. Then That's true. no more milk. So root beer. Okay. Like one of those, you know, it's like American root beers yeah. that are like really sweet. Yeah. Amazing. I don't really like sweet drinks that much, fizzy yeah. drinks particularly. But I'd have that. Yeah, nice. Perfect. So yeah, there you go. But yeah, so back to you're not drinking this year. Um, how do you feel? Do you feel better? Yeah, man, I feel good. Um, being honest right anyone that drinks say say you're someone that drinks a lot and you think that if I just gave up alcohol it's going to solve all my problems mm. I'm afraid to say it probably won't yeah. but but I'm going, I ain't quitting then yeah <laughs> <laughs> but what I mean is like there, there is no magic pill there's no holy grail so I definitely feel better I'm more productive Good. don't have that I have less background anxiety oh, wow. you know that kind of like Monday morning Sunday evening vibe oh, I don't gotcha. really get that anymore I wasn't a big drinker though like, I wasn't really going out on the lash and stuff like when I was yeah. in my 20s but yeah. you know like for me it was probably no more than this like three or four beers on the shopping on a Friday yeah across the weekend I'd sit and drink them and then once I've had a few drinks I would then probably think oh I'm gonna eat a load of stuff yeah so now I've taken the drink out I just feel I'm just like a slightly better version slightly of myself slightly brighter in mind yeah, just, yeah 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 I'd say yeah, yeah that's great and it's cool and it's and and it's good and like I'm not spending money on mm. I spend less money and yeah, I kind oh, of yeah, and when you take alcohol out the equation you kind of just I would just say that you start to explore mm. other things a little bit more that sometimes you possibly think oh, I'm hanging today or I'm not feeling 100% I can't be bothered sort of thing yeah, totally. but it's not to say that it's made it's like solved all my problems and my life is perfect either. No, of but, course not. And all I would say is that if anyone's curious, like explore it. You don't have to say, yeah. I just say to people like, you know, give up drinking. If, you, if, you, if you're curious, I'm not on a preaching vibe at all, but give up for 30 days, see how you feel. Yeah. You know, and don't necessarily just try and lock it off. Like I love a, I love a Guinness. Yeah. So I have a Guinness Zero. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair to Guinness, they have kind of, once they got me through this, because I haven't really found it that hard to be honest, but yeah, I like a Guinness sometimes. So you yeah. get the same feel, that ritual almost. It's a lot about rituals, right? Like yeah. cracking the Guinness, pouring it in. You get that lovely, like the way a Guinness yeah, looks. Yeah, it's the ritual, it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and I drink it. And then I literally, I don't think I've ever had more than one. Right, I've okay. one can and I'm like, cool. Yeah, that's do. it now. <laughs> Done. Yeah, and it's like so filling as well, yeah. isn't it, Guinness? And I still go and like meet my friends down the pub or I still go to... The whole rave thing and like D&B world in relation to alcohol, I mean, for me, was never really a biggie because not as you and Ben and Intrigue crew know, like, I'm always driving. Yeah. Nine times out of ten. You never take the hotel off, don't do really you? See me that la- you wouldn't really see me lashed at a, a gig in the last couple of decades, unless it was abroad. When I went abroad, yeah, obviously because you're there for the night. Yeah, I like would probably, and stuff like that. Yeah, I'd have a few drinks yeah. and whatever. But um, I always kind of felt like it probably, I think I'm a better performer uh, when I'm sober anyway. Yeah. So anyway, I don't want to go too off topic, but... Um, no, it, yeah. any topic is any topic on this. Yeah, topic. yeah. So yeah, man, it's I'm enjoying the... That's sounding too cheesy. I'm enjoying the alcohol-free journey. No, it's not cheesy. Am <laughs> I going to have a drink again in my life? Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. And and that's fine, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, and if you're happy with that, great. Like, I, I, I remember I had like 10 days off once, which really doesn't, in, nothing in comparison to what you've done. But I was doing this cleanse for my Reiki uh, course. And um, I felt really, really good after the 10 days. Do you know what I mean? Like, I really did. And I, you know, it's definitely something I would think about in the future. But I do really like drinking wine. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But because we're talking about some of the spiritual stuff and in this lovely room with all the... Shack. I, th- I do yeah. think like without getting too deep that when you look at alcohol as a compound as a substance look, look at it for what it is it's ethanol right yeah 
it's not really that great. I personally, mm-hmm. only my opinion, this only, but what does it really like? It doesn't, for me, like it doesn't really help raise your vibration. Now mm. we're talking about this kind mm, of stuff. Like, mm, mm. and I don't really participate in any other substances or compounds either. But nonetheless, like when you look at things for what they are, mm. what does alcohol do to like open your mind and kind of like it doesn't. doesn't like if anything it holds you down in the negative vibration. So without getting too deep, like I no, say, get like deep. well, that's what it does, right? I mean, yeah. who who's ever so, like at the end of the day, it's a depressant. <laughs> Exactly, it is. It's yeah. a depressant, and it holds you in a negative vibrational state. So, anyway, that that's all I'm going to say on that. So, no, that it's, it's good raise to your hear. vibration, people. Just <laughs> raise your vibration. Out of alcohol for a bit, and um, yeah. go and meditate or something. I think, like, yeah, <laughs> I think it's such a, like, especially in this country, it's such a co- part of our culture, isn't it? You know what I mean? And a lot of it is a confidence thing as well. Even for me, sometimes, like before I go on stage, I have like a little brandy or something, just as a little confidence thing really a little dutch courage they call it right like you know and even like when you go out for dinner with friends or whatever you just oh, get, can i get a drink please it's just yeah, i don't yeah. know it's just a comp i think for me it's a confidence thing no i can relate and i think it's it's ingrained in, in our in our culture right yeah i mean i do drink the only drink i would ever drink on my own is is wine because I, wine does de-stress me you know what i mean but does it <laughs> oh this maybe it's a this, placebo this is maybe like for part two right but i think yeah. like yeah like it's a to- it's a myth that alcohol de-stresses you yeah I'm in sure terms of it, what I'm it sure does it biochemically in the body alcohol raises cortisol levels mm. particularly when the alcohol starts to leave your system you'll yeah. get more cortisol so effectively yeah, drinking actually makes you more stressed and I'm, I'm just talking from like a chemical perspective like what happens yeah. in the body like yeah. you drink really the ethanol more cortisol gets produced at some point but we're kind of led to believe that alcohol gives you um, confidence and, and is a de-stressor because there's there's lots of stories around alcohol, right? Um, mm. You know, different cultures. I, I'm, I really don't want to sound like I'm sort of know-it-all. I'm not at all. But I'm just interested <laughs> no, in some good. of this it's stuff, right? So in different cultures, like they, you know, they don't... In our culture, alcohol is a big part of it, yeah? But mm. there's other cultures around the world where they don't drink alcohol mm. at all. Mm. And yeah. they might have like a spiritual relationship with some other compound. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah, I think it's um, it's so in our faces and... Um, it's like it's human alluring, isn't advice. it? Like when you go out, like don't get me wrong, when I, I used to love going to the pub and I'm, I was an ale drinker. Yeah. So it's very alluring, like seeing the pump clips, all the different ales on, and the kind of yeah, the narrative really around is. the ales and yeah. the brewing. And I used to love going on brewery tour, a bit of an ale geek, to be honest. But yeah, I love all that. So yeah, it was quite hard for me to think, oh god, I'm never going to go to the pub again. But mm. I do go to the pub, mm. and actually, a lot of the pub, like the whole alcohol-free thing, is actually picking up momentum in this country mm. right so wherever mm. you go there's like actually some there is all right tasting yeah. beers and not, not even just beers like gins and yeah Rum I, don't know, I don't know yeah exactly i don't know about wine particularly but well, anyway no seco which is uh <laughs> yeah 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 alcohol free prosecco and i have tried it in, you know schler that drink yeah schler. yeah yeah it tastes like schler okay so i just get schler in it <laughs> yeah well exactly but all that yeah like at the end of the day right it's it's a liquid in a glass mm. yeah mm. i mean Anything deeper than that is it's basically all in your head. Yeah. But I'm not trying to belittle it and say, oh, it's so easy for like, if you like a drink. Yeah. It's very entwined with other stuff. Yeah. But really, it's a liquid in a glass. Yeah. And yeah, enjoy it if you want to enjoy it. And if you don't enjoy it anymore. Yeah. Have a little break. Yeah. But it is like <laughs> deep issues, isn't it? Like how we all need, think we need this alcohol and like, you know, including myself, like, Oh, we need this. I need that. Like, and, and it's a social thing as well. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Again, why do we feel like we need it for a social thing? Yeah. No. But hey, there we go. Amplifiers get assassinated. Licking down the limiter, leaving it liquidated. Fusing the frequencies, flick over the fader. Maximize the music through the mixer, make it major. Amplifiers get assassinated. Licking down the limiter, leaving it liquidated. Fusing the frequencies, flick over the fader. Maximize the music through the mixer, make it major. So that was, see, that's why I like doing the little icebreaker food stuff. Yeah, wow, well, that's... Going into other, you know, digressing into we sort other... of meandered through yeah. several topics there, man. So what's yeah. on your rider then? 
Uh, ride. It's funny you say that actually because I think the whole rider thing, from my perspective, is I've never, <laughs> I don't know what if like I've never really had my rider like anyway, so I kind of just forgot it even existed. Yeah. But the good thing is now I've changed it to like um, non-alcoholic stuff. I seem to get it all the time, and I big up the promoters that actually sort the rider out. So my rider, quite simply, is this energy drink called Tenzing, which okay. I really like because yeah, it I've isn't like. That, um, yeah. It's not loaded with loads of taurine and stuff like Red Bull, but I just like the taste of it more than anything. Yeah. Uh, And coconut water. Yeah. Coconut water when you're um, when you're driving. Well, when you're MC and when you're performing. Yeah. Coconut water. Yeah, I think Stamina has coconut water on his rider as well. Yeah, 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 it's got electrolytes in it, and it just seems to. um, I might try that. It's nice, man. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm a very I'm a cheap date these days. Amazing. And also, yeah, the money thing, like when you go out for dinner, the thing that costs the most is the alcohol. Yeah, big You can time. actually have like quite a cheap night at a nice restaurant. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't drink. Yeah. It is always the alcohol. Like even the other night I went out and it was like, well, was it that much? Then you look you count all the drinks and you're like, oh for fuck's sake. But, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, energy drink and coconut water. Coconut water and that's it. Any yeah. food? Nah, nah. Yeah, it's like, I think like in the German base world anyway, I don't think food's that much of a thing on is a ride. Th- I was going to say, it? is that a thing then? For me, I kind of like view the, I appreciate there are daytime gigs now as well. More, I think more AMC has crisps on his ride. Yeah, I just yeah. kind of see like, if I'm gigging typically, you know, in the nighttime, early hours sort of thing, yeah. I just see it as an opportunity to, to not eat. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. if I wasn't gigging, I'd normally be asleep. So and I've never thought about getting food on, on a rider. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I haven't either, but I might start. <laughs> Three course dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I just have like a, a bottle of Kraken and some ginger and some water. That's it. I mean, I don't obviously drink the whole bottle of Kraken. Bring, bring it back with me or, or whoever's there out there with me just share it you know what I mean rum and ginger rum and ginger baby Yay. yeah I got a song called rum and ginger as well <laughs> no, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah anyway let's talk about music this is a okay supposed to be essentially better. a music podcast kind <laughs> of I guess so yeah I want to know the beginning young Phil well, how did you start emceeing how did you get into drum and bass okay All that kind of stuff okay cool uh, so 14, 15-ish, uh, standing in the playground. My friend, best mate, Saab, big up Saab, puts the Walkman on. Uh, the Walkman, you know. Yeah, man, Sony <laughs> Walkman. Or maybe, no, it's probably the Awa Walkman for the crew that remember those. Anyway, um, <laughs> Don FM tape, which was what, which was a pirate station in London, and he plays me his tune, and it was Nookie's Sound of Music. Amazing piano riff. Da, 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 da. Love it, man. Uh, nice. And yeah, and that was kind of like put my ears up. And then, you know, he, he was inspired. He had older brothers who were into the whole rave thing. And then, yeah, before you know it, he's got turntables. He's buying records. This is sort of around, um, I don't know, man, like 95-ish. Yeah. Um, Jungle Mania albums are popping. And that whole thing when you're at school and people are passing music around. Mm. And yeah, I, I started off trying to DJ as well. And then... Um, oh, really? Yeah, it just okay. became apparent, like... He was a better DJ, and when you're standing about, sort of waiting to get on the deck, yeah. so I was like, "Well, I might as well pick up the mic, innit? So, um, and had you ever like rapped or anything before that? Nah, nah. Yeah. I'd always been into music. I played in a band previous to that oh, as a yeah. guitar guitar nice. player, and so um, like, play guitar. rhythm guitar, and did like okay. a bit of backing vocals and hey. stuff. But um, nah, so I picked up the mic, and you know, start chatting the. Stevie Hyper D and GQ lyrics I heard on a tape, you know, yeah, the usual yeah, thing in it. And then yeah. before you know it, like house parties, school party, like school disco, <laughs> effectively. Yeah, yeah, basically. And it's like the DJ might drop like one tune that's got like a breakbeat or a jungle tune, and then people will be like, oh, feel, you know, you kind of like people start to think of you as the MC, but I wasn't doing anything other than what I've described. But, yeah. And then you get on the mic and do like, I could do like a quick double time little yeah. chat, and people <laughs> be like, wow, how can you? And I was just like, okay, cool. And then, you know, He's like, ah, oh, people Nut- are feeling this. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. Maybe I'm then good. Nutshell version, you start to think, okay, maybe like, you know, obviously I'm passionate about this and I like it, but people are saying it sounds all right. Maybe I could do this. And then luckily where I come from in Hitchin, there was a there was a big pirate radio scene. You had yeah. pirates in Hitchin, Stevenage, Letchworth. Yeah. Um, so cutting your teeth was kind of like getting your skills to a level where the pirates would let you, would give you a set. Mm. So got a set on like uh, Prestige FM, which was the first station I went on. Um, yeah man and I suppose it just goes from there isn't it then you get a mm, gig mm. there was like a club in Hitchin called Tracks at the back yeah. of the train station yeah. uh, so as like a, 
I don't know, like 17-ish, 17, 18-year-old 17, Phil. I'm called Focus at this point. Um, yeah, I think I, I remember getting to MC with like Andy C, really? Ray Keith. Really? No way. Uh, even some of the garage I played with EZ there. Sick. Uh, Mikey B. Because every weekend or most weekends, like they'd have proper big men down from London, big DJs, big MCs, the ones that you're yeah. growing up listening to. Yeah. And then you, I'd be the kid that like gets paid like a bottle of Lucasade and yeah, goes flying. Yeah, yeah. But you're like, all right, you want me with Andy C this weekend? And I'm like, okay. Yeah. You're not gonna <laughs> Do you know say what I mean? No, and then it just kind of goes from there, right? You just start, you know, the drill, like doing tapes, bedroom tapes, passing yeah, them around. Yeah. And I think really like from that point, I suppose, fast forward to kind of like the early 2000s when there are loads of other stuff happens in between we start promoting our own nights mm-hmm. you start doing it you get a booking in london and you think oh man wow we're getting we're going to london tonight to mc in london or yeah whatever but Exciting, isn't yeah it? i think it you know i suppose around the early 2000s it kind of switched up for me when um i discovered traffic and the future thinking crew mm. and that whole well, obviously, we've got a mutual friend in, in Mark's system. But, um, yeah, Mark... Yeah, because he like, was really, the one that brought you to intrigue as yeah, well, Yeah, he really it? helped me out, man, back in the day. Like, there's this whole kind of, like... So, I suppose it goes from, like, teenage Phil cutting his teeth to early 20s Phil um, doing bits and pieces, mm-hmm. but sort of within the home counties bubble, yeah. which is cool. Um, and then you think, oh, man, I want to get into London. Mm. So, I started playing on Origin FM in London. Yeah. Uh, and then playing a show one night... Um, with DJ Andre, big up Andre, and Mark System was locked in, and he texted me in the studio and said, "Let's take my number, let's chat in the week." I actually drove down to uh, to Enfield in North London, yeah. met up with him, and he was like, "Yeah, I really like what you're doing. You've got like a nice style. I'm part of the Future Thinking crew at Traffic, and we do a night in Allgate East, and okay. come down and check it out." And and the reason it was so pivotal for me is because up until that point, the sound I was used to was. Um, like the twisted individual, no, yeah, it wasn't, that it wasn't purely just that. Yeah, like just but previous to that, and... it was all about you know X Man and twisted individual, and I, I yeah. loved all that. But I didn't feel like I fitted into. It. I wasn't really a very good double time rave type. I'm, I know I'm being, I'm deliberately being stereotypical, but I wasn't. I didn't really fit into that box very well. Yeah, and I spent quite a few years in the early two thousands trying to find who I was basically and mm. where my sound was and sort of where my confidence could grow from mm. and yeah long story short going to traffic uh and and meeting all the future thinking crew you know i remember going down there one night on a friday night to one of their events and um it was a big deal at the time and they had people like marcus intellects playing debridge oh. all these guys Cal- calabar and and untold others and you just like boom like this this is a different sound to what i'm used to mm. And I'd had taste of it. And he's like, this is more me. Yeah, and I'm seeing like MCs like Mark, you know, big up Mark system, MC system at the time. Yeah, Um, I mean, a lot of people don't know that he used to MC. Yeah, wicked MC, man. Very influential. Um, And yeah, so yeah, it kind of made me realise, okay, there's this like a different style of MC. And I think Mm. this is me. I'd been writing lyrics previous to that, like that didn't work over the high energy tunes. Mm. And I was trying to mesh it together and I didn't feel like it was working for me. And then, yeah, I kind of like had this trip down to traffic and was like, yes, this this can work. The way yeah. I've been writing, the way I want to present myself works over this music. Yeah. Not to say that then I spent like several years cutting my teeth in that scene and over that sound and kind of like building a name for myself within the London scene and the, the London promoters and, you know, yeah. all the rest of it. But yeah, there you go. That's kind of like my, uh, my story. origin story. Yeah, <laughs> no, nice. And like, when did you realise that you could write, like write ly- lyrics and stuff? Like, how did you, what's your kind of process for that? I suppose I've been writing. Just give it a go. I've and been then... writing lyrics from like, from the very early days. I always had, you know, I mean, I'm sure they're pretty cringy now, but I always had lyrics, you yeah. know, writing in the back of the, the you're sitting in class at school and you're sort of writing a lyric in the back of your exercise book yeah. or whatever. But yeah. I'd always written lyrics, but they were, like I said, they just didn't seem to fit. I wasn't like... I suppose, you know, being honest, there was a period I spent trying to be a bit more of a rude boy. Yeah. Because that, that yeah. was kind of like, that. that's what worked over what the bit of the scene I was kind of like in. Yeah. You know, I was a big weed smoker. I wanted to be the guy that was on stage with a big spliff, yeah. batting it up. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, being honest, it wasn't really me. Yeah. And, and you felt like you were being a bit of a phony. Yeah. And it was just like, so, but I've been writing these lyrics kind of like some of them talking about, I would say spliff. To, to put it in a box like spiritual kind of stuff like yeah. letting the music take you to this different place and all this kind of themes 
but they, like I said, they weren't working over those beats. And when I heard this different sound, um, whatever you want to call it, like a deeper sound, then I was like, okay, cool. Like these lyrics work. Um, so I'd always been writing and I suppose I just kind of up to my game a little bit really. Yeah. So yeah. Wicked. And like, I know that you had um, a really good affiliation with Skeptical for a while. Like, how did you guys meet? And that's how I kind of met you, really. It was yeah, I was thinking about this on the way up here because we actually kind of... Um, so don't let me forget to come back to that exact question. But yeah. in relation to me and you just quickly, like we... There was a little period where we did like a few little yeah. performances together and we stuff. Did. And we and played at Electric Brixton together with Skeptical. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a Renegade Hardware night. and I mean, it was years ago, but... Yeah, we, we hosted Skeptical together. We also hosted Skeppy together at, at Intrigue as well, at the Dojo. Yeah, and, and Milton Keynes. Milton Do you remember Keynes, that? Randomly, yeah. Is... I did a PA there. Yeah. And you came on and did that, um, made some lyrics to Between the Lines That's that I did it, Between the Lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Um, and then we was always like, yeah, we'll do a track together. Yeah, we'll do a track And we never did. And that was probably about 10 years ago. But that's so mad, isn't it? How well, like these, years. how long these things organically take to happen. And we're sitting here now yeah. in November 2022. Yeah. we just done a track together. Yeah. We're now sitting doing a podcast. But really, like you say, 10 years ago, we were sort of dabbling in like writing little bits together or yeah on so it's stage always been together. there in the background but yeah but yeah to go back to your question so ash skeptical is from hitchin where i'm from yeah. so we always knew each other so you didn't go to the same school we didn't go anything. to the same school no i was a hitchin boy he was a lecturer lad but um yeah like the whole like i said the pirate radio scene you know like everyone was if you're into that music you'd go to the record shop you'd go yeah. to tracks and blah 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 yeah so we kind of like knew each other this is way before he was skeptical yeah um but i just remember going around like linking up with him at some point and he was like i've been making some beats yeah and then you're like oh, actually these are sounding all right man yeah and then, yeah. And, and then you know his story started to unfold you know he launched yeah. he um put his first I think some of his first stuff was on like um, ingredients, ingredients, records, probably, yeah. um, and then like not long. Do you know what? We really pleased that I can say this, not in a way to big myself up at all, but like I'm really proud that like I remember sitting in Hitchin, someone's house. It wasn't Ash's house with Ash. Uh, George Dub Physics was down for the weekend, and they yeah. played Marker. Yeah, and they were like, "We've done this new tune," and I was like, "Wow!" It, uh, this is like it's like on a dub, I suppose you would say. Yeah, and I was just like what the yeah is what is like, this and then like who who knows however however many weeks or months later it comes out and blows you know, off absolutely amazing tune game changer as far as i'm concerned it was and a game changer that blew them up then didn't it because uh and deservedly so because mm. rodigan got behind it and yeah. people from when something gets embraced by people from outside, outside of the, of the scene, scene you yeah. know it's a big thing you right? know it's but a big thing regardless like, i flipping love that tune um yeah it's timeless yeah man so yeah just just before ash made marker we'd done some music together that came out yeah, of the guillotine right yeah well yeah. structure yeah yeah, stru- we, uh, yeah, yeah yeah that's it yeah structure, and then we did but, yeah. we did that and Ant, you know big up and he's always had had my back so to yeah, speak up, uh man. so like 2008 and put that tune out and then we did another one fairly soon after called the truth uh, and oh, on the yeah, flip was a tune one. called Fluctuate, which is a joint production. Yeah. Obviously, Ash, I'm not going to pretend like Ash was the engineer, but we it was a it was an yeah. instrumental track yeah. that we co-produced. I, I co-produced with him. That came out on Dispatch. Nice. And we did some gigs together, and I think that was, that was the era when I got my first ever Outlook book in. So obviously, nice. like, you were gassed to go out to Croatia, and yeah. it's a very magical time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Nostalgic. I look back and think, yeah, wicked period. Um, and yeah, and then Ash kind of, I think he got when he signed to exit or started working more really from marker onwards yeah I, you, you know i just didn't seem to get put to him anymore and like Aww. previous to that we were working a little bit together and it's cool because it, we're we're mates at forget yeah. dmb which friend, yeah which is lads and First and right? your friends, Do you know what yeah. i mean uh and then yeah marker come out and ash kind of went on more of his own path and um yeah, like he still he lives in Hitchin, and we still, still chat to each other. Yeah, yeah nice. you know what it's like, in it not not as much as I'd like to it really happens, with though, him and it? other people that yeah, you know, it's literally like fifty. I don't I don't live in Hitchin anymore, but um, it's fifteen minutes away. Yeah, so, yeah. So many people like like Ash and like other school friends that you think, why the hell do we not see each other? Yeah, more? <laughs> yeah. No, it's just but life, it's, though, isn't it? You get yeah. older, you get a family. You, Everyone's busy doing their own thing. Yeah, man. But you, you know, you don't have to see someone all the time and speak to them all the time for them to be a good friend. No, exactly. And and the beauty of it is, right? Um, as I'm sure you get with your crew, that like the, when you do see each other, it's like all clicks back into place, 100%. and you can you basically pick yeah. up where you left off last yeah. time, right? Even yeah. if that was a year ago or, or whatever. 
So yeah, yeah man. Sharp and serrated. Redefine the average playlist. No regular rhythm track. Switch that routine. Beats the cut deep like the blade of a guillotine. your music um you've also got a new side hustle now your life coaching so i want you to tell me all about that yeah well do you know what it's it's not How a side it hustle it's literally it is it is my life yeah to be if anything me well music is my side hustle yeah wow well, okay yeah no cool. li- like, and for anyone listening to this that you know want, wants to know a little bit more about me then i've never done music full-time music is my side hustle yeah um and you know like how i was thinking on the way up here again like how do i feel about that sometimes i think not in a regretful way i just think could i not not in like a woulda coulda shoulda type way Mm. but i sometimes listen to interviews of other people and think oh man like could i have pushed it a bit more could i be the guy that says yeah music's my full-time thing and this thing is my side hustle Mm -hmm. but i don't know man i'm 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 more than happy with I I dip into drum and bass. Mm. It's kind of how I feel. Sometimes I do feel a bit disconnected from it because mm. if if I don't have a gig for it, let's say I don't have a booking for a month mm. or six weeks, whatever. Yeah, and I'm not really working or any. There's always stuff going on in the background, but if I'm not like actively like really yeah. making music, yeah. then like I could easily have six weeks of my life go by where I'm kind of not like fingers not on the pulse for a little yeah. bit, and then something happens and it brings me back in, and I'm like, oh, boom, right. sick i'm back here's a track here's a wicked gig you know inspire not inspires you it kind of like peps you up again right Mm -hmm. but yeah music's always been my side hustle so i previous to this just to come back to your question then i i was working for a company i've been there for 17 years um and you know i can pinpoint it back to march this year march 22 i won't go into the full details but stuff started happening some situations arose Mm. with my company uh and over the next few months things started to happen in my life and by by june or july i decided i made a a very scary decision to actually resign from this company so i've been there 17 years colette wow company car senior management nice salary paid holiday bonuses probably could have stayed there till the end no without taking anything (laughs) for granted yeah the pathway to retirement was pretty much yeah within sight yeah i didn't want that do you know what i mean like other things happened which i won't go into but nonetheless by yeah june ish june it was june yeah i i went in and resigned wow and and there's a whole this is where the timelines are hard to kind of break down because it lots of things were happening previous to that it all kind of meshes together Mm. but you know previous to that june resignation i've been on a massive self-development journey in my own life mm. um which started almost a year before working with um uh, a coach you know yeah you, you call it a, li- a life coach that's that's exactly accurate but I, I don't massively like the term life coach but nonetheless yeah. like i had been working with a coach and had really helped he really helped to unpack a lot of stuff mm. that I'd been struggling with for the previous couple of decades. Yeah. Stuff around low self-esteem, um, anxiety issues with binge eating and obsessive exercise. You know, yeah. that's that's kind of my story, if you like. That's yeah. what I've had challenges with yeah. over the years. And after various th- seeing different therapists over that kind of two decade period from let's say like 20 to 38 years old, 39 years old, hadn't really ever worked. And... Um, Anyway, yeah, this coach really helped me get my shit together and nice. it changed my life. Yeah. And then when you kind of throw that into the mix, this whole journey, all this, the cogs are really turning now. This situation happens at work and the net result of that is that I resigned and started my own coaching business, Come On Coaching. Wow. And as of uh, July... Come on, I like it. Come on, coaching. And yeah, man. And as of July, that's what I do. Wow. That's my life now. Like I, I'm not employed anymore. Thank you, thank you. I'm really proud of it. You, yeah, know, you should it's, be. It's amazing. Like leap. It's know? a leap of faith to a degree. It was a calculated 
risk if that's the right i didn't just wake up one day and go yeah resigning or what shall i do uh uh, life coach yeah obviously months yeah lots of stuff happened behind the scenes i'm giving the sort of bite-sized podcast version yeah that people could did you have to do lots of training are you a peep show fan back in the day i was do you remember that there there was an episode where Where Jez um, trains to be a life coach. Oh my <laughs> god! No, but I need to watch this. I I've oh got no god. recollection of it. I want to see it. I'll I have to. to uh, I'll, I'll sort of, we, we just watch like all the series again. Oh, sick! Oh, that would be hilarious. But yeah, I'll I'll send you I'll send you which episodes they are where he, tra- he trains to be a life. He doesn't really do anything, <laughs> but he but he gets his certificate and he's just like I'm a life coach now. And yeah, well, that, it's funny you say that though because like the without going into like super loads like loads of detail that might start to bore people i don't know but the the world of life coaching right is it's it's unregulated so you know i could literally wake up my morning and just say hey everyone i'm a life coach yeah. this is what i charge except blah 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 yeah and and do you know what it is like i i had to take action when i needed to take it mm. and i didn't w- one way i could have procrastinated would be to say I'm going to do this, but not until I've got a certificate that says I'm a coach. Yeah. You know, um, I'd been through 12 or 14 months worth of coaching as a client. Mm. And in that time, certainly towards the back end of it, running Mm. up to this kind Mm. of June period I'm describing, um, I'd started to think as a coach. So I'd I'd really immersed myself in this world of self-development, like living and breathing it. And I felt like I'd... I knew enough to help other people. Yeah. And the way, you know, don't get me wrong, like there was a little part of me that thought, oh, can I really do this if I don't have a certificate to say, yeah, am I a coach or not? But, you know, everything I do is coming from a place of professional integrity. Mm. And I just knew that I could help people. So I've been, been, I built the business. I start, sorry, I started the business in July. Obviously Mm. I'm still building it. Mm. Um, I've worked with several clients since then. I've got six clients as we amazing. speak at the moment. Uh, had some amazing feedback. You know, th- there's something so satisfying about being oh, of service yeah, to other totally. people yeah. and helping real, real people overcome challenges and mm. and make changes to their lives that they've they've possibly struggled with in mm. the past. Mm-hmm. But having said that, um, I'm all about trying to better myself and professionally and personally. So yeah. in January next year. I've um yeah I'm going to start my accreditation and training. In... So you just top it up, and it what you already well, know. Yeah, like you know, so I'm going to train in in life coaching, but also in clinical hypnosis and neurolinguistical programming. Yeah. So by I don't know May next year, I'll have all the certificates and all the rest of it. But mm-hmm. it's it's the funny one, isn't it? Like I think there's a really good analogy that my my um coach uses with me. It's kind of like if if you if you want a really good meal cooked for you, mm. do you necessarily ask if the chef has got a Michelin star? No. It's like no, you just it's cooked true. an amazing meal. Boom! That's blowing my mind. That was amazing. Like, yeah. So f- I, I never really got too hung up about do I have a certificate and and all the rest of it. But you know, um, the thing is, you can I, go to someone's house and have an amazing meal, but you know, yeah, exactly. are you a trained chef? No. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly that. So I. I had to make a decision. I wanted to get started. There wasn't the opportunity to just kick the can down the road. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll start when I'll do it when I was like, no, yeah. no, no, I can do this. And but yeah, professional development is extre- is extremely important to me. Yeah. So like I say, January next year, I'm investing in myself. Yeah, get always investing in Brilliant. myself. Yeah. No, so that's great. yeah, I'll get some training and I'll learn some new skills and get to network with lots of other people and yeah, learn a whole different amazing. about a whole different sphere of coaching and and yeah. something disciplines that I don't really know anything about at the moment but yeah. um but yeah man so yeah come on coaching is that's my life now so uh, do you I mean obviously you don't have to give names or anything but do you, is it all do you, do you kind of coach anyone in drum and bass no not well, maybe no, this no, podcast will start that for I've you. Ch- I've to, yeah, man. I mean, look, I've chatted to some people. Um, you know, when I when I very first started, like dipping my toes, if you like, um, yeah. I did some some free online group sessions or workshops, um, and had about fifteen, sixteen people attend. And, mm. and because 
you know, I was making use of the network that I had with Instagram yeah. and Facebook. Then really, like, my following on there is drum and bass okay, related. Yeah, that's the thing. So the yeah. common denominator was drum and bass that people knew me for. But I had a lot of people um, who were involved in the scene in their own way mm. come to these sessions. Mm. Um, the, the people I'm working with at the moment aren't really affiliated. I suppose some of them do know me through drum and bass. Mm. But when you take D&B out of the mix, mm. we're just people do you know what I mean yeah exactly um, but nonetheless like I do it it did cross my mind initially when I've you know first started up you know could my and don't get me wrong niches are always changing but I did yeah. wonder like it, could my niche be the drum and bass or the the MC the coach for MCs the drum and bass yeah. coach but I don't know man it's 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 something like, put it like this right I could definitely help an MC in terms of their their confidence, their stage presence, yeah. and but even like when you strip all of that away, like there's there's so much that we all have in common as humans that regardless of whether you're an MC or a DJ or a taxi driver or a chef or whatever, yeah, like a lot of these things, a lot of the issues that I'm coming across with people that I'm working with tend to be when you get to the core of it, so many people just don't feel like they're good enough, mm. and underneath that is the presenting is, issue know. or the presenting belief, which could be geared towards oh, I'm an MC but I'm struggling with stage presence or confidence mm. really what's underneath that mm. I'm not good enough you know and I, that's that what I feel like when you social peel the media layers, zone up does it yeah yeah well that's it so yeah I could definitely help people within the the world of D&B and music but it's not how I've presented outwardly facing I've not presented myself as such yeah yeah fair enough yeah, no that's great that like sense. I said Congratulations. So yeah, come on coaching guys, go check it out. Have you got like a website and stuff? Yeah, well just uh it's at come on coaching yeah. on uh on Instagram. Yeah. Uh any LinkedIn users out there, then it's the same at Common Coaching yeah. and on Telegram as well. Yeah, wicked. It's just, exciting. Just, I'm, just I'm proud of you and I'm happy for if you. If anyone's interested in just curious love. like about Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, like people are just curious about I'm not even really sure like what a mindset coach does like just mm. hit me up like mm. it's I'm always happy to chat to people um it's not like a, a commitment thing whereas if you message me then like you have to become a client like yeah you have a conversation all of this it. stuff right is born from conversation like just like we're doing now yeah I talk to people but a lot of people message me in the last few weeks based off of yeah. um Instagram posts I've done and, and Facebook stuff um yeah just if you're going through some stuff and you would be curious about how a coach could potentially help you, mm. drop me a message, man. Is it mostly men people. that come to you, have you found? Well, in my outwardly facing stuff, particularly on LinkedIn, I do put myself out there as a coach for high-performing men. Okay. But yeah. I've got two female clients at the oh, moment. So yeah. it's all about the way you want to market yourself. It doesn't necessarily, it doesn't mean that no. my skill set only means I can work with a certain demographic. Like, yeah. and like I say, two out of the six clients I've currently got are, yeah. are female. Yeah, perfect. So, there you go. You know. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, well, yeah, congrats. And Thanks. Excited to see it progress and, and you know, see how you go. Wicked. But yeah, so another side hustle you have is X-Bar Theory, mm. which, uh, you know, a lot of people might not know about that. So that's yourself and Medic. Yeah. And you're a little duo, little yeah, uh, duo to be reckoned with. That's it, that's it. Also yeah, reckoned, so tell, tell us about it. Big People medic. that don't know, what is it? Yeah, right, XBT, X-Bar Theory. Uh, so this is the brainchild of me and a medic. Um, so a medic is someone I came across like by coming down to Bristol and he, you know, I'm, I'm going back a few years, but he was kind of like up and coming. So I don't think he'd mind me saying that. He was no. like someone that... I'd see, we'd often pass the mic, you know, we'd sort of see each other, I'd be coming on after him or yeah, before or whatever. Versa. And now uh, we'd pass the mic and spud each other and be like, yeah. and you know, a little bit of mutual respect. He's yeah. like, how you doing? Like, I liked what he was doing and vice yeah. versa. But we, a bit like me and you, Colette, we'd say like, come on, at some point we need to, we need to do something. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, absolutely fair play to Medic. Um, he, he's very, he's very driven and it's not, it's not that I'm not driven, but mm. he's super driven. So he was like, yeah. look, I've got a beat off uh, Trex. Yeah. Um, are you free on Sunday? Like this is like a couple of years back. Yeah, I'm free Sunday. Okay, I'm going to drive from Bristol down to your house. It's like two and a half hour wow. drive. Um, got this beat that Trex has said that we can uh, we can spit over. Let's get this thing off the road. So yeah. he came round. We we sat down around my dining room table, like 10 in the morning. We wrote all the bars. Yeah. We went into my home studio, recorded the whole thing by 6 p.m. It was done wow. and he drove home. And that yeah. tune became 
um, Style and Substance, which was the first X-Bar Theory single that came out on Dispatch. Um, And funny enough, we shot the video for that. And then... Yeah, so I then came down to Bristol to kind of like return the favour. If you not, yeah, you know no, I mean? like, you take it in turns. Right, now it's it? my turn yeah. to drive down to you, uh, and we went out at like eleven o'clock at night. This when there was a heat wave on. It must have been. Oh man, I'm not even going to try and guess the timeline. Within the last two years, yeah, and um, we shot it all in Bristol, like four or five wow. locations all around Bristol. We were Amazing. out till about four in the morning. Sick. People might think like because we didn't release it until a couple of months back. Like, why are they wearing shorts? And people, yeah, oh, who knows? Yeah. People might not have even thought. It at all but <laughs> we had shorts on in the video because it was flipping hot even yeah. at three in the morning it was baking hot yeah uh, anyway that's just a little aside um and yeah man like x bar theory was born like we came up what's the name where's the name come from i mean obviously i get the, the bar <laughs> yeah well like me- medics um partner um works she- she's a student in basically it's a linguistical term she it was something that was relevant to what she was studying at the time. And we were brainstorming names. I mean, God knows what else we were coming up with. Like, oh, God. I mean, <laughs> one of them that we did think, you know, when you brainstorm and just yeah. chucking names out oh. there, there's one that, like, we thought was all right, the dissidents. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the dissidents. The dissidents. And we were a bit like, it sounds a bit like a band, but we're thinking, oh, how about, you know, when you're sort of thinking, man, we need a name, like the dissidents. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he said, oh, Amelia's studying this, this thing to do with, like, a linguistical term. I think she's in, like, it's a speech therapist kind of Mm. realm um and yeah and anyway he was like x-bar theory and i was like okay um and it just works like it's got yeah just like and then we thought it could be xbt yeah consonants like hard xbt yeah x-bar theory yeah and um we were like boom all right that's it that's what we're called it's so hard to think of names you get a name and then then you run with it and then we've got the logo designed and then we're like yeah man this is us now like cool let's let's go with it so yeah we've done like a four track ep and like big up and tc1 again he um yeah the way we went about it was funny like we we basically did the whole project ourselves. So we did, I'm not sure you can relate to this as well. We did a tune mm. and then you think, oh, let's do another. Before you know it, it's an EP. But that means that like, it took a, about another year to get yeah. everything done. The same probably. thing happened with me and Ria with our album. Yeah. It was meant to be an EP. Uh, okay. <laughs> and you keep running and running and running. And yeah. this is why people listening that, everything takes so flipping long to come out because you just keep pushing the bar right yeah. but um anyway pushing so we, the x-bar yeah theory. that's it so we did some more stuff and then we did a studio mix but oh, hold on lost my thread oh no so yeah when, when we went to ant um we'd we'd done the four track ep completely mixed and mastered mm-hmm. uh we'd done the full video all done all wow. the artwork so, done, done. Everything. so we just went to ant and said it's like laid it on a plate here's really. a project mate it's x-bar theory here you go. Do you want to put it out? And he said, yeah, man, this is sick. Well, and it was done. Like, and, you know, so yeah. like, it was a very different way of working. Um, and it was cool. Like, I think it was a really good way for us to, it was, it was, I think it was the right thing for us to do at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So we need to get our next thing out. Yeah, you've already uh, got next it tune is, wrapped up, right? Next tune's wrapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Got one with Ben, haven't you? Yeah, Ben's produced the beat for us. Yeah, it's a wicked tune, man. So yeah, next single. They don't know. That's it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I probably heard it more than you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> so yeah, next. Still, can I ask what is it that you don't know? They, is, it, is it like are you still wondering um, what meatloaf couldn't do for love? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you the, still cryptic, don't know. the cryptic meaning underneath, underneath it is, is exactly that. Yeah um so yeah we've got that one done and then we've got you know usual thing we've got three other four other tunes yeah, that are sort nice. of half done that yeah um we need to get our finger out and really. it's gonna be on dispatch yeah man Wicked. yeah big up yeah dispatch, big up Anne yeah no Anne's, Anne's had our back with it because you know what it's like not well it's, it's different i feel like it's different now but not not all labels have always been into like mc driven music no, drum and bass absolutely. and this what's getting what's, bigger though definitely but yeah what was important for us with this is that it it's got to be un- uncompromisingly lyrical. Like yes. we're not about doing like, I, I, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way at all, but we're not about eight bars before the drop and that's the tune. Like it's yeah. got to be, it's for people that want to hear lyrics yeah, over d and Yeah, of course, like, absolutely. So yeah, man, so fair play to Ant, he was backing it and yeah, um, yeah like that's, that's where the next releases will be dropping on Dispatch, yeah. Watch the timing, back to that pressure, like you're juggling deadlines. Them other MCs keep penning them deadlines. Only four will be travelling, chucking bars like a javelin. Manhandling, grappling with that lyrical.
lyrical damaging They're mad a stiff, can't stretch Lifeless like a mannequin And we flex with puff chest Look in the eyes while they're panicking Ayo hey, medic, what's the message in this music? I'm trying to work it out for myself And not confuse it More time I write rhymes Cause I find it therapeutic You can listen if you like I'm not here to move units Let me flip it round Yo focus, what you saying? I preserve the art form Every time that I'm spraying Brainstorming in the session So you know I'm not playing Keep increasing my calories Bulking up for the weigh-in And what about any solo focus ones? Yeah, do you well, know you what? Well, you got one tomorrow with me. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm not just, honestly, I'm not just saying, I've said this to you guys from the offset, like it's a deep tune. I love the tune. Yeah, it's let's talk about that one. then before we wrap things up. So yeah, we've got a tune out tomorrow. Well, anyone that's listening after the 2nd of December, it's already out there. It's called Set Me Free, produced by Filth. Me and Focus on it. It's on my label with Rhea Carnelian Music. And yeah, it's a deep one, isn't it? It's a deep tune, yeah. When when you guys sent it to me, I was driving down the motorway when I first stuck it on and I had like literally like a goosebump one. I love the tune. And yeah, it didn't take me too long. When you're feeling something, like it doesn't always things click into place, right? So yeah. I knew I knew what the vibe needed to be for the lyrics. You kind of given me like a, 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 brief. a small brief, <laughs> but very, you know, very succinct brief. Yeah. Um so I wrote it, yeah, recorded it. Uh yeah. And it's a it's a an amazing tune. I hope people can connect with it and listen to it and take whatever they want to take from yeah. it. I had a message on was it yesterday or Friday over this weekend from someone actually saying um that they've heard the tune. Was it Dan Bryant? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's it's it. great to already yeah, obviously someone that you know um that people are already connecting with it in their own way. Yeah. So I think when you digest it I mean it, not many people have heard it. Yeah, we played nah. it on the live stream, which is where Dan heard it. Okay. And then when he saw me post the artwork, he was like, is that that one that I really liked on, from the live stream? It was like, yeah. And he Wicked. Was like, hey. so yeah, man. Someone no, likes it. But yeah, <laughs> but you know, the mu- the music itself gives you the little spine tingle, then the the melodies and the, what you're coming with and then the content of what I'm talking about. I just feel that there's a lot for people to, yeah. to take from it. Yeah. Right? Do you know what I mean? I it's think not, so, it's, yeah. It's not meant to be something that you kind of like listen to once and it's not like a yeah. go out raving tune it's not it's, a, like it's not sit and listen it's to not like tune. all the djs are going to be like playing it but it's a, it's a, it's a at home yeah. drum and bass listen tune taking the lyrics and, and yeah. it, we hope that it resonates with people because i think that most people in life have got anxiety in some form and inner demons in some form you know especially in the german based world yeah yeah so and do you know do you know what i think's really cool like even though we've obviously what, both what me and you have done is personal to us mm. I also feel like it's broad enough yeah it just, it just happens to be broad enough that I think most people that have got their own stuff going on will be able to relate to it yeah, even though I what we've so. done is personal to, to us to individual to each of us yeah but people can and you know people can listen to it and it doesn't even have to be about anxiety or you know, no. demons or whatever for them it can be about anything yeah yeah Enough that's it you know that's what we hope it could be just it's called set me free because it's set me free of anything for, yeah. for them or you know for what that, resonates for that's that person it. and it's quite a cathartic process doing a tune like that you know it's quite um it's therapeutic isn't it in yeah. its own sense and we've also done an acoustic version yeah of man it, which is the acoustic versions yeah it's wicked i'm so glad big. that this has come about yeah very different yeah yeah. Very different. I've never done anything like that before. And we've got Gemma Rose um playing the uh, key the, the keys on it, which is she's done a beautiful job. And yeah, it was just nice. I feel like because of the the lyrics were special to us. We wanted and sometimes a lot of people don't even listen to lyrics when you listen to a drum and bass tune, but this way you you can really listen to the lyrics, really hear it, and it's just more emotional and that's going to be the b-side another reason he's here today is because we're actually filming an, a video yeah, for man. the acoustic version. We just Super thought, Sunday business. Super Sunday, yeah. So we're, we're filming the video today. So yeah, look out for that. Might if you, you might already be out there. Depends when you're listening to this. But uh, we're excited to just do something different, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, I love the way we stripped it back with the. You know, I've, I think I've ever emceed slow over a piano. Before. <laughs> yeah, it's quite challenging. You know, to be fair, it's quite challenging. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot easier for me, obviously, just singing. But for you, I bet it was quite a challenge. Yeah, to get it all you in smashed time. It. But I didn't want it to sound too like rigid and robotic. Like, yeah. Well, in fact, it's quite the opposite. So for me, it's almost like getting used to everything not having to click into place. Yeah. In terms of like the the lyrics and the, the syncopation. Yeah. So yeah, man, it was really really good fun. Good. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm I'm, I'm excited to film this video. But um, thanks for coming and thanks for doing the songs with me and you know. 
as you are a Mike Diaries fan, you probably know that we end this with a uh, quick fire rounds. Oh, okay. Yeah, remember? yeah, yeah. Remember? I've done yeah, that. man. So are you ready? I think so. Are you sitting comfortably? I don't know if quick fire is the... Um, oh, well, I don't, think, I don't think you works. do quick fire. <laughs> medium, <laughs> medium pace Med- fire. Me- medium warm. Yeah. Go on then, All right, hit then. me with it. So, Come first on. one. Beach holidays or cultural holidays? Cultural. Eating out or home cooked? Takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of in the middle, right? Restaurant yeah. quality, eating at home. And what's your favourite takeaway? If I could access, well, let's say Thai, but if I could access it more, then it would be Caribbean, but yeah. let's say Thai. Yeah, okay, cool. Studio or stage? Stage. Yeah. Clubs or festivals? Clubs, 100. Clubs. Clubs, 100. I don't really like festivals that much. Don't you? But I don't I get bo- I'm not really a festival. I don't get booked at that many festivals, so maybe if yeah. I was on the circuit, yeah. I'd love them, but yeah. no, I like... I like being low, low ceiling, intimate, intimate, club. couple of hundred people, yeah. banging sound. Yeah. yeah. Halloween or Christmas? Christmas. Oh, just so excited. <laughs> um, biggest, what's your biggest pet peeve? What about myself? Or, just in general. Uh, neg- like negativity, complaining. There was like a hut of people huddle together like for instance like to put it into context like dropping my son off at school the huddle of people in the playground oh it's cold today isn't it oh there's traffic oh, oh the road God, works oh the boring. covid oh the blah blah i'm just moaners like, basically let's just not, small you know, talk moaners come on raise the vibe yeah. raise the energy <laughs> fave color i'm guessing it Purple. Might be. yeah there you go <laughs> fave tv show or what are you watching right now um do you know what even though it's like so old and like just there was something so good about Breaking Bad. Yeah, Breaking like, Bad. It was it was a game changer. It for really me. It was, was. Like when when I first like binge watching stuff. Incredible like Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. So that, oh, I love that's, it. I can't really think of anything else at the moment. Yeah, no, that, that's perfect. That is that's a good answer. What was your first ever job? My dad had his own garden centre, oh, so sweet. I used to weigh up the rabbit food. Oh, cute. And stuff like that. that yeah. <laughs> Favorite season. I like spring. Yeah, spring's amazing. It's yeah. like that first, first of everything. Cold, but blue skies. Yeah, and, and everyone feels good because we're finally getting a bit of sun again after a long winter. Cold and sunny. I like yeah, that. Yeah, and everyone's grateful for any bit of sun we get. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Okay, and last question. Describe your style in one word. What, musical style? Yeah. One word? <laughs> can, I have, can I have two? All right, I'll let you have two. Come on. <laughs> brilliant well on that note <laughs> thank you so much for coming on I've had such a good chat and yeah I'm excited to go and get this video done now and for you guys if you're probably it's probably already out there now this song but it's called Set Me Free produced by Filth myself Colette Warren MC Focus on Carnelian Music drum bass version acoustic version and the video will be out there now as well as so that'll be on YouTube or something so yeah Big ups. Any final words? Uh, no, just thank you for having me. Like, really enjoyed it. Great conversation. Um, and yeah, like, really pleased that we could just actually finally do this. Yeah. And now we're going to go and do this video. So, yeah, yeah buzzing. Super Sunday. And big up to everyone that's been And listening. I'm going to roll out with Set Me Free. Cool, let's do it. Take care.
think a good thing or break it Then try to fix it Don't know what you had until you missed it Mentally a misfit Rumination and frustration Never play safe, prefer to risk it Until it's something I regret Left carrying the sadness Questioning my temporary madness can't be the one you need because I'm tainted Going round in circles, ability to change is dissipated The sensible choice would be to speak out And not internalise this feeling till I freak out Oh man, it's getting deep now Open doors start closing Imposter syndrome, feel like a wolf in sheep's clothing Intellectually, I've got every solution In the cold light of day, they will fade away like a new year's resolution Please set me free It's time to start breaking the habit of being me Some